0: Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes.
1: Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. This is Case 15, The Crosses. I am Jeremy, your Keeper of Arcane Lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game filled with cosmic horror, existential dread, and furtive movement at the edge of your sight line, like one of those floaty things on the surface of your eyeball, except this one has fangs. Your investigators of the unknown are... Brian, as Ben. Uh, hey guys, um, what'd you
2: guys do when I was gone with my mom that time? Matt, as Kyle. Uh, uh you know, stuff, I guess? Stuff and things.
1: And Lupine, as Rosa.
3: I think the more important question is, what did you do while you were gone with your mom that one time?
1: Hopefully we can get to some of those answers here. Welcome, everybody. Uh, how, how are you doing this evening? Nice. I am doing nice. Having some tea. Me too. Doing some uh, mint tea. I'm going to spill some tea. Just need a little pick-me-up after last night's festivities for Valentine's Day.
3: Oh, you mean Singles Awareness Day.
1: That too, yeah. V-Day. Well, you know, guys, speaking of... Holidays. One of us had a birthday this past weekend, and another of us will celebrate a birthday next week. What's the best birthday present you ever got? I'll start us off. The best present I ever got was a surprise limo from my girlfriend, now my wife, who arranged to pick us up from Margarita Monday at our favorite tavern, shuttle us to a fancy dinner at a local steakhouse, and then drop us off at a hotel for overnight shenanigans. Somebody came to visit me
2: from the other side of the state, booked a fantastic evening of beverages, and... The best steakhouse I have ever been to. I had sh- real champagne for the first time, lemoncello, real lemoncello for the first time. I think it was the cowboy steak that I had, and it was unbelievably good. That was probably the best gift.
0: When I was 13, I want to say, I got a really nice scooter because that's what I was into back in the day. So, you know, take it out of the box, put it together, go outside and immediately get in over my head and ride down a hill that I was not ready for and ended up face planting into the concrete. It was a good time. But yeah, but when you're at that age, it's like, oh, dang, let's do
3: that again. Back when I had a horse, my mom kept like telling me, oh, you know, it's too expensive and they're so expensive. And how are you going to help? pay for it and how are you gonna like take care of the horse and stuff and and so it was really getting to me and then one birthday she got me i don't i don't even remember what it was but it was something from a horse so it was you know like my mom actually thinks i can do this
1: oh that's cool nice Well, thanks for sharing, guys. Now, uh, listeners, if you would like to drop us a letter from beyond, please send email to podcast at lovecrafttapes.com anytime. We accept thoughtful criticism, thirsty praise, and even 8 by 10 glossies of your favorite perfectly coiffed cat. Drinking a mai tai on the white sands beaches of Cannes during this year's film festival, where all the coolest felines will be showing off their fashion scents and hairballs to the paparazzi, who snap the glistening globules with fervor, eager to get the kitty litter scoop on their competition. Cans of tuna. This show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on Patreon.com/slash/LovecraftTapes. So thank you to all those folks out there. Appreciate all the help, guys. But right now, it's time once again, my friends, to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor.
0: Hello there, listener. It's me, Matt, from the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. You know, when I'm not podcasting, I like to kick back and relax by performing some Open heart surgery at the local hospital, you know? Volunteering at the soup kitchen downtown. Oh, and writing volume 12 of my 83 book biography. (laughs) But you know what I really like? A good night's sleep. I mean, that's why we here at the podcast all sleep on Uncle Frank's mattress. I mean, it's rectangular, flexible, and pre stained with body fluids, so you don't have to worry about ruining it with your own. Now look, if you have a bed frame or 75% sure it'll fit. Otherwise, you know, just plop it on the floor in the attic and then choose your own pillows and blanket because, you know, bedding is completely optional because you get to sleep how you want to sleep. Now, that's the official motto of Uncle Frank's mattress. Look, if you act now and use code Daddy A KISS during checkout, You'll get the patent pending dial configuration cube absolutely free. How does it work? We recommend you lie down on the Uncle Frank's mattress. Then carefully. Oh, so carefully. Turning the intricate patterns on the device until you reach your optimum level of pleasure and pain. Not firm enough? Keep fiddling until more hooks and chains appear. Too firm? Simply pick up the claw hammer we've provided and give the mattress a couple good whacks. Should loosen it up a bit. Now, the good folks at Uncle Frank's Mattress guarantee that you'll get a good night's sleep at a great price. And for a limited time, you can even try out your new bed for 60 days free. If for any reason you're not 75% satisfied with Uncle Frank's mattress, they'll send their representatives to collect. Now, to many customers, they're absolute angels. But if you've exceeded the 60 days and you haven't paid up, they might be demons. So the next time you're tossing and turning on that saggy box spring in the middle of the night, lamenting the onset of insomnia, don't fret. Pick up the phone and call Uncle Frank's mattress. Their leather-clad operators are standing by. Very. Near.
1: By and we're back you know that product and or service brings in revenue approximately the same as the national gross product income for kamchatka so i guess we're playing the board game risk now what territory do you choose as your first pick Chambawamba.
3: and Antarctica? You know, if I'm going to have
0: to pick, it'd probably be Madagascar.
1: Well, sorry, gang. Looks like I'm victorious because Kamchatka can't be beat. And as they say, the only way to win is not to play. Then I'm the winner. Before we begin, let's review your investigator journal. What is that? In your roll 20 on the right-hand side, you will see a new handout called investigator journal, and that will lead you to a link To a Jamboard, a Google Jamboard. What I've done is I set up on the left hand side a Key legend that tells you that pink post-its are the mysteries which need to be solved. Clues are blue and whatever you deduce are green. I have mystery post-its listed at the top and then basically down below each of those in columns you can add your clues and deductions. So basically anytime you encounter something that's strange or mysterious that maybe you need to follow up on or have questions that need answering, we've already put on here, what is the fawn creature? And one of the clues we have on that is the green sticky stuff on the legs. What was in Alden August's delivery? Where did the baby goat go? There was blood on the fence and suddenly it was back and unblinking. Why is Uncle John so upset about the woods? What was the loud sound after midnight? And did the Berkeley students disappear around here? Now, keep in mind that these are all just questions that could be red herrings or dead ends. They don't all need to be followed up. It's really what you guys want to investigate. Uh, Use this as you need to and use it as a means to focus your investigations. Now, dear investigators, we play Case 15, Tape 5, A Big Slice of Poison Pie.
3: Previously, on the Lovecraft Tapes.
1: Sunday dawns on the first Christian church of God in Las Cruces, where our investigators attend a sermon that seems to mirror some of the events of the previous day. On the way back to the clubhouse, Ben bumps into Ranger Rickenbacker, who warns of potentially poisonous toadstools found in the nearby wilds. Back at the farm, Rosa discovers the previously missing young goat is now safely back with its mother, but acting peculiarly. Kyle leads the way along the trails to the hot springs, but bumps into his arch nemesis. Will the weekend be derailed by Randy Harrington? Or will our investigators discover something that links together the strange mushroom infestation, the unblinking goat, the sonic boom after midnight, and the missing student environmentalists? Kyle, when you rounded the corner along the narrow dirt path, the last thing you expected or hoped to see was Randy fucking Harrington blocking the way forward. Big dumb, and always pissed off about something. In your heart of hearts, you hoped his parents might send him off somewhere else for the summer. Like military school. No such luck, apparently. Despite the blazing sun overhead, you shiver involuntarily as you recall your last run-in with this bully. Tell us about it.
0: It was, uh... In the last day of school, you know, we were all pretty jazzed because, you know, last day of school before summer vacation is usually it's a it's a day where everyone just kind of calls a truce because you know we're almost all out of there. I was like cleaning out my locker, and he just comes up behind me. Trying to be sneaky and all, I, I knew he was there. You know, I was, I was trying to play it off like I didn't, because you know, I was I'm just cool like that. He sneaks up behind me, and then he he kind of grabs my backpack and whirls me around, and I'm all I'm all ready to fight. And then he's just like, "No, man, you know, I'm just here to say that you know it's been a good year, and I'm I'm glad that out of all the bullies, that you chose me to be your bully." And I was like, "Dude, I didn't choose you. You just kind of started." doing this shit to me and I don't appreciate it. And he was like, yeah, well, too bad. Cause I'm going to do it again next year too, squirm. Don't know where he got that from, but yeah, you know, whatever. His friends come up from the other side. I kind of noticed they were holding, you know, a couple of really big slushies. And, uh, I noticed the next moment that both of said slushies were now, you know, over my head and on my backpack and all over everything And then Randy and his friends told me to stay cool this summer, Uh, and then he threw me to the ground, and then they kind of walked away laughing, and I was really, like, bummed out, you know?
1: Rosa, wouldn't you know it? Of all the people you suspected you might bump into, the Harrington kid was top of your list. For one thing, the cats around town had learned to avoid the lughead, so of course he'd be searching out new prey to pick upon. That meant... Young kids, like the three of you. Thankfully, Kyle was almost as tall as Randy, had grown up fast this last school year. Surely that would give the bully pause. But your hopes are dashed as you see Kyle inadvertently take a step backward, his hands shaking slightly. You don't blame him. This punk was mean as they come. Tell us about the first time you drew Randy's unwanted attention.
3: It was the beginning of the year, so I was in I was in a class and I raised my hand and the teacher called on me and I gave him the right answer. And then it happened again, and then they started not calling on me because I kept raising my hand. And after class, when all of a sudden, I got pushed into a locker. And he was like, you nerd. Always answering the right question. I don't even know why he was angry. I think he's just an angry person. And he's... Making fun of me, and once he figured out who my parents were, that we farm, that my father sells stuff at the farmer's market, and we don't have a lot of money, a lot of extra money, he kind of started ragging on that and saying mean things about my family and like where we came from.
1: Ben, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Your stomach clenches as you catch the familiar sight of Randy Harrington standing astride the dirt-packed trail, hands on hips, and grinning evilly at Kyle. What you wouldn't give for a poof of smoke and the ability to teleport to the clubhouse. Or maybe turn back time and convince your friends to show you the dead fawn instead. Magic, though, was just illusion. And no matter how your heart might wish it were real, your head won't let you forget the reality. So now you're caught in this terrifying stasis, feet frozen to the ground, undecided whether to run back the way you came or leap forward to help protect Kyle and Rosa. Your face flushes red with embarrassment as you recall a humiliating encounter with Randy. Tell us about the incident.
2: It was my first day of school after a nice long summer. I grew up a lot, learned some cool tricks. Walking through the doors of the school, first thing that happened, not 10 feet in, is I got shoved into a locker. Well, I wasn't going to take it, so I turned around, and I started swinging, and I took him out. He was down. I was on top of him, and they had to pull me off. Nothing was going to stop me from sticking up for myself this year. Well, that's what I dreamed anyway. When I woke up, I was on the ground next to the locker. There was blood, and he said he was going to do it the rest of the year here. And that's how I really got that scar over my eye, not from my
1: bike. Well, 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 Randy says, his dark sunken eyes glinting in the shadowy overhang of his brow. If it isn't Nazi and the farty boys. Ooh, let me guess. You're going to investigate Bigfoot stomping grounds. Or, or, Or maybe Tahoe Tessie swam all the way south to have babies in the hot springs. Or if I know Kyle, he thinks it's aliens. Randy puts on a show of laughing uproariously, but he never takes those beady eyes off your group.
3: Randy, we're just looking at, we want to look around, we're just, we're bored, we want to do... Things just leave us alone.
1: This is my trail now, and and there's gonna be some. Uh, what what do they call it? Like uh, I'm a troll. No, I'm not not troll. But you gotta pay. You gotta pay to get through
3: the
0: troll's hole. Yeah. No, Kyle, stop. You know, I'd love to tell you what we're doing out here, but clearly, you know, you're not ready.
1: What if I told you I got a pencil with your name on it?
0: I'd ask you where you got it from because that's kind of cool and I honestly want it. Did Herbs Herbs have them in stock? Because, you know, last time I went, they had like a Kenny and a Kendra and a Corey with a K, but no Kyle. And it was really
3: weird.
1: Well, let me ask you, Kyle. Have those wounds healed up in the back of your leg yet? You can take a look for yourself. Maybe you need a... Fresh injection.
3: Brandy, what are you doing to him? Why
1: are you being so gross? It's not gross. I'm just going to shove this pencil in his leg. What's gross about that?
3: That is gross.
1: I mean, it's kind of gross.
3: It's not part of his body and you're sh- Don't- No! Ew!
2: Guys, just don't tell him,
0: okay? Yeah, don't mention the poisonous mushrooms. Oh. No, what do you mean,
1: poisonous mushrooms? Nothing.
0: Nothing. There definitely haven't been sightings of some crazy poisonous mushrooms
2: that'll like kill you.
3: There's some really delicious mushrooms around. Oh,
2: here. yeah, totally not poisonous. Look, if you leave us alone, we'll show you, we'll tell you where they're at, and you can take them to the ranger, okay? He's gonna pay for each grouping that you give.
1: All right, it sounds like we're getting into the territory of dice rolls here. I heard Rosa attempting to persuade, I heard Ben attempting to fast talk. And I heard Kyle trying a little bit of intimidation. So why don't we start with Rosa?
3: That's a success with a 44 under a 50.
1: Ben, let's take a peek at your fast hop. I needed a five. I
2: rolled a 14. I might spend that luck.
0: Do you really want to? Th- I mean, we already have one success, though.
2: That'd be nine luck. Yeah. Mm, that's a big chunk. No, I'm going to I'm gonna let it stand.
1: Kyle, a little bit of intimidation. Uh, I needed a 50. I rolled an 83 push the roll. (laughs) Uh, Randy looks like he's uh, getting ready to jab Kyle with one of his sharpened number three pencils. But his ears sort of perk up a little bit as Rosa is attempting to talk him off the ledge, so to speak. You actually have him reconsidering, like, is this gross what I'm doing? Not only is it just not appropriate, but is it actually gross?
3: You don't want to be the kind of person who does that sort of thing to another person that's like that's like a war crime and you could get locked up and and take it away
1: that doesn't sound right sometimes kyle just doesn't get the point and he needs to get the point sometimes you know
3: but it's okay because because kyle is his own person and you know everybody has their right to be their own person even you have your right to be your own person i
0: really shouldn't
1: i heard that kyle
0: just
3: gonna like elbow him kyle shut up
1: so he, he takes the pencil and sort of holds it up and starts flicking the tip with his thumb. And he, he's got this sort of faraway look. His, his eyes, his dark beady eyes sort of roll up a little slightly like he's trying to think. And he's having a real rough time of it. Oh, don't hurt yourself. So what about those mushrooms?
3: I mean, we heard there were these really cool mushrooms around. And if you take some of them to the ranger, he'll give you money. Money? Yeah. So we were going to look for some. Ah.
1: Maybe I know where some are.
3: Oh, really? Could you show us? I just want to see what they look like.
1: Well, I guess. I mean, you probably wouldn't be able to find them without me. Okay. That's a candy, just one. How about a psychology roll?
3: 59 is a success for psychology. I have a 60.
1: He's actually being truthful. He probably does know where some of these mushrooms are.
3: It'd be really cool of you to show us where these were.
1: All right. Well, come on, Rosa. Okay. He puts you in front of Kyle. So uh, how much exactly are we going to get for these?
3: I don't remember how much the ranger said. It.
1: 25
0: cents per mushroom.
1: Seems about right. Are these like truffles or something? What?
3: I don't know. He just told me that he wanted to know where they were because they're invasive species or something?
1: Is it like the Russians?
3: I don't know. You mean, could they be under the ground, like pushing up the mushrooms?
1: Underground Ruskies.
3: Oh, man. So we need to know where they are so we can protect the homeland.
1: Now that you mention it, Rosa, those toadstools were red. Damn pinko kami mushrooms. All right, let's go. Okay. And he he, uh, looks over his shoulder at Ben and Kyle and says, come on, guys, try to keep up. On the map, you'll see I've marked a a red star.
3: Oh, a red star, you (laughs) say? Is there a sickle near that star somewhere?
1: That is uh, where you encountered Randy. And he takes you uh, left at the fork, cross over the Hot Springs Creek, and takes you a little bit closer towards the bend in the trail. He turns around to Rosa and, and holds up a single finger on his lips and crouches down slightly and uh, holds out his hand and he kind of backs up slightly to you and he says uh we gotta be quiet from here on out because uh there's some people in the springs if you know what i mean i think they're having a good time you want to see
3: no we should probably leave them alone
1: no you should totally show us be hilarious we're just gonna take a peek we're not like you know peepers or anything
3: just like a peek would be okay i guess
1: I don't want to see any up-close kissing.
3: Ew.
1: All right. Well, come on, guys. Just follow me here. We're going to go off the trail slightly, okay? So we're we're not in plain view. So watch where you step, okay? And he cuts off the trail slightly. And you guys know you've been here just around the bend is where there's a little bit of a footpath that is uh, not as well used as the main trail. It leads directly to a series of pools, which are just natural hot springs where people like to come and bathe. It's not an unusual occurrence. Campers and hikers will often take their baths there because it's just a relaxing place to go. And he takes you right up to the edge of the clearing where the hot springs are. You begin to hear voices not too far away. Uh, Why don't each of you give me a listen roll, please?
3: I failed with a 43 over a 25.
0: I needed a 50, and I rolled a 61, which is a failure.
2: I succeeded because I needed a 25, and I rolled a 69. (laughs) Nice.
1: Which is a failure.
0: But a successful failure.
1: You guys hear some indistinct murmuring. Randy beckons you closer to the edge of the tree line and sort of pulls some bushes out of the way so you can get a clearer view. And probably about 30 yards away is the hot springs pool, where you can see there are actually quite a few people in the hot springs. How about a spot hidden from you,
0: I need a 60. I rolled an 82. That is a failure.
3: Oh, I was so close. I rolled a 68 over a 25. That's a failure. Well, I was so close to the nice number.
1: I need a 45, I rolled a 62. There are some mists, some steam coming out of the hot springs a little bit. obscures some of your vision. All you can make out is that there are probably four to five people in there.
3: Oh, really?
1: Randy's like, hey, can see what I see? I mean, these guys are really going at it, aren't they?
2: Ew.
3: Ew. There's so many people there, though, Randy.
2: Kyle, what? do you think those are the students that are missing? Wouldn't you think the ranger would have checked here? I mean, you'd think you would have, but
3: yeah. Um, you,
0: mean, you know how he is. He's not like, you know. What? Fucking learn how to make a sentence.
3: <laughs> that feels really unbrand for Kyle. Can I see any of like their
0: possessions lying around? Give me a spy hit. Oh, there we go. I needed a 60 and I rolled a 27, which is a hard success.
1: You're expecting to see backpacks or shoes at the edge of the hot springs, uh, bundles of clothes maybe hung up in the branches nearby. And you see none of those things. There is no evidence of any clothing or possessions in the immediate area. Randy taps your shoulder as you're looking and then points slightly to the right, just a few feet away from the hot springs at a swath of red-topped mushrooms growing nearby.
3: I have read Lips.
1: Yes, you do. Could I
3: possibly try to read their lips?
1: <laughs> It'll be a hard difficulty because you you missed the spot hidden, but go ahead.
3: I failed with a 58 over 21.
1: You still can't make out their features enough to even get any inkling, and there's too much distance. I mean, maybe if you crept closer,
2: <laughs> doo, doo, doo,
1: doo, doo, you could clearly get... Closer if you wanted to, but obviously some stealth would be required for that. And all of you are now aware of this rising sulfur smell. Randy, why did you fart? It doesn't smell like the usual hot springs, like moist, damp. It almost reminds you of when the forest department is nearby cutting down some trees, some older trees that have been dying and are moss covered and then they burn them. That's the smell that you're detecting.
3: Look at that throbbing glue. I'm going to try to creep
1: closer. Kyle and Ben, what are you doing as Rosa creeps off?
3: And i going to get close to... Uh...
0: Randy and Ben be like, we need some kind of distraction to be able to get at those mushrooms.
1: Hmm, what can we do? Uh, there's stuff isn't there, so...
0: I got plenty of good ideas. Okay, um, you remember that time in a sixth grade where you um put that peanut butter in that kid's food that's allergic to peanuts?
1: <laughs> yes, that was so great.
0: You remember the noise that he made?
1: Yeah, it was like a high-pitched squeal. He couldn't breathe.
0: You need to make that noise. That'll definitely scare these people off.
1: Oh, okay. Just like right now? yeah.
0: Totally. They'll hear the high-pitched thing and they'll be like, what? And they'll totally just like bolt. I've seen it in movies before.
1: So
2: Ben, what do you want to do? Really terrified of both situations. The bully is really close to me and my flight is kicking in over and over again to run away. And then now strangers that are probably naked are right there and they could get me too. So I'm going to run and hide in a
1: bush (laughs) as Kyle and Randy are both Inhaling to make a weird noise Ben realizes Oh shit This is not going to go well. Let's do Rosa first. So that is going to be a stealth for you to creep closer.
3: I failed with a 54 of a 20.
1: Ben, why don't you give me a stealth for your hiding in a bush? I needed a 60. I rolled a 50. That's a suck. Cess. Kyle and uh, Randy are going to sing. How about language own?
0: I needed a 45. I rolled a 29. That is a success.
1: Randy needed a 40, rolled an 84. So that's a fail on his part. Kyle and Randy both draw in a big breath, and Randy wobbles slightly and passes out. (laughs) As Kyle lets loose a perfect rendition of what that kid sounded like when he ate peanut butter and was allergic to peanuts. What's that sound like, Kyle? Kyle. I think it was a leaking balloon or <laughs> I'm going to let Rosa make one more stealth roll because at the self-same moment that you step on a twig and it snaps is when Kyle lets loose that horrific sound.
3: That is another failure. You know what? I'm pushing that.
1: Tell me how you're pushing it.
3: Fall to the ground, like flat on the ground.
1: Go completely prone.
3: And be like, don't see me, don't see me, don't see me.
1: That's worth another roll. Good luck with your 20 stall.
3: Oh,
2: Ooh,
3: shit. <laughs> that is a
0: fumble.
2: Next week, Lipon coming back with a new
3: character. <laughs> I rolled a 99 on a 20.
2: Have you ever been in a wheelchair?
1: Rosa rolled what? a fumble on a push. Oh,
3: yeah. Let's go.
1: I tell you she did. Ben and Kyle both look on in horror as Rosa lifts her foot from one broken twig. Jumps to a new location, trying to use the screech as cover onto two more branches that snap very loudly. And then she's like, I'm going to dive and go prone on the ground. And instead, pushes off the two broken sticks. She launches herself in the air. She does a somersault and lands in the clearing, (laughs) staring up at the sky and hears... The people stop murmuring in the hot springs and then dripping footsteps coming your way. Ben and Kyle, why don't you give me another spot hidden? I
2: needed a 60. I rolled an
0: 84. That's a failure.
2: I needed a 45. I rolled a 14. That's hard.
1: Kyle had screeched so hard that his eyes are all watery. You just see Rosa flop onto the ground and then he's almost in that weird space where he wants to laugh, but he's also like terrified. And that's, of course, when Randy comes to and grabs his shoulder to pull himself up to a sitting position. Ben peeks through the bushes directly into the clearing where he sees your teacher, Jennifer Olmos, who is stark naked, getting out of the hot springs with three other people, young adults, college age, maybe in their early 20s, also all naked. There are two men and one woman besides your teacher. They have this glistening wetness on their skin that in the sunlight, filtering down through the trees, Seems slightly green, but that could be just the foliage casting the shade upon their bodies. And they begin moving almost in concert toward Rosa, who is about 20 yards from them. And with your hard success, you can see that they're holding hands, except the hands are fused together, almost as if they're grown into one Piece of skin or flesh. How would I miss? Did it work? Are they gone?
0: Full sprint out of the woods to swing around behind these people. Gonna scream, catch some skin and just hand out along all of their asses as he runs past.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Ben, uh, what are you gonna do? Randy, there's something wrong with them. Look at their hands. And then I'm going to
1: run back up the trail. And uh, Rosa, you feel... A shadow approaching.
3: Not going to lie, this is totally the plan. I hit the fumble button, all according to plan. Scramble up to like a sitting position and look in the direction they're approaching from. And when I see Miss Almos, my face gets really red and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Just trying to like scramble away.
1: At this stage, uh, Rosa gets a pretty good look at the mushrooms that are growing next to the hot spring pool, but heavier growth leading back deeper into the woods. And as you sit up and address these naked strangers, none of them are blinking.
3: Do I notice the hands?
1: Yes, you notice that they appear to be fused in similar fashion to the fawn.
3: So I desperately do not want them to touch me. So I'm going to try my hardest to like scramble away.
1: And that's when Kyle bursts from the foliage and runs by slapping their asses. (laughs) You attempt to leap to your feet using the distraction that Kyle provided and run, but you sort of lose your footing slightly. So you don't get quite the jump on your escape towards the trail. And you can feel something reach out and brush the nape of your neck then you're gone. You're chasing after Ben very quickly with Kyle lagging behind and behind him is the lumbering Randy. Where do you guys head?
0: Say so we'd probably turn and run for our bikes.
1: You left your bikes back at the uh, Gaviota Park boundary road. That's where I'm already at waiting for them. <laughs>
2: Did you see that? Did you see their hands? Dude, did you see what I did?
3: (laughs) Kyle at least tried to help me.
2: Yeah, I was terrified. I'm sorry, but I couldn't. I had a bully right there and then the weird hand people that are naked. And one of them is my teacher. Totally touched their butts. It was hilarious. (laughs) But do you know what you touched? Because I don't. A butt. Several butts, actually. What if you touch something that's gonna make you sick or turn you into one of them? Maybe it was an alien. Alien butts.
3: (laughs) He touched a butt, Ben. Haven't you ever? I don't know. Touched a butt?
2: No. I mean, mine. Well, like taking a shower, but no.
3: The goats rub their butts on me all the time. It's a goat thing.
2: Yeah, but you don't have to rub your butt on them. You know We totally forgot to get those
3: mushrooms. Oh.
2: we'll just tell the ranger.
3: I'm not going back.
1: Randy uh, comes lumbering up out of breath. We, we totally have the mushrooms back there.
3: I'm not going back there.
1: Randy, there's
2: something weird with those people. Did you see their hands? Did you see me slap their butts?
3: That was pretty awesome, Kyle. Thank you.
1: They say I'm a fast thinker. hmm Who's they? We could just circle around and get those mushrooms. What do you well, say? Well, I mean,
3: we could just tell the park ranger where they are. I mean, if you want to go back for them, you can, you can do that, Randy. Really.
1: Yeah, if you want the money, you can have it, but I'm not going back there.
2: We'll be quick. Come on. And I'm going to start back towards the
1: mushrooms. Kyle. Randy turns to Rosa and says, are you okay? What's that on your neck?
3: What? What do I have on my neck?
1: It's like all red and splotchy. Let me look. And sure enough, Ben takes a peek and sees that the back of her neck has what looks to be some sort of rash.
2: You have a really bad, there's something wrong. Did you, did one of them touch you?
3: I thought I imagined it. One of them was coming close to me, and I was trying to run away, and maybe...
2: Kyle, you need to check your hands.
0: Oh, I'm already gone back into the woods. I'm I'm heading back for those mushrooms, man. I want that money. Today's episode brought to you by Neosporin.
1: Are you okay? Did you get, like, poison ivy or something? Do I feel okay? Yeah, you just feel a little itchy back there. You know, you just want to give it a good scratch.
3: It'll probably be okay. I- oh, yeah,
1: probably just poison ivy. I think... What do we do? we pee on that, Ben? Is that how that works?
3: No. No, you don't.
1: Uh, not
2: not with poison ivy. No. That's with uh, jellyfish stains.
1: Yeah.
2: Ooh, I heard that was a myth, but okay.
1: Where the hell did Kyle
2: go? Did he leave without me? I think he's going to go get those mushrooms. Oh, shit.
1: I'll be back, guys. I'm going to go with him, okay? Are you guys okay to
2: hang out here? We'll probably go into town just to make sure that, that Rose is okay with her neck and stuff, okay? But be careful. Those people were weird. Okay, guys, but between us, I'm like part of the crew now, right? I can go to the clubhouse and all that?
3: Uh, we'll talk about
2: it. We'll talk, but it was actually kind of fun hanging
1: out today. Yeah. Yeah, it was, right? We're a good team. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'll see you guys over on the other side, okay? All right. See you, Rosa and he trots off back in the direction of Kyle.
3: He's falling in love with a zombie. Rose, I think
2: we should get somewhere and rinse rinse off your neck just to be safe, just in case it spreads.
3: My mom will know what to do because like, you know, animals get sores and stuff, so
2: Okay, yeah, good idea. And then um we can um look at your goat again.
3: Did you see that, I mean, Miss Olmos and those other people were not blanking?
2: I didn't, but I saw that their hands were like not holding hands, but they were like all one, all together. Yeah,
3: I, s- I saw that too. It was it
2: was really weird.
3: It was very weird. They looked kind of green. That day when, when your mom picked you up, Kyle and I found Gertie. And she told us about a monster that she'd found, but it was just a baby fawn who was walking funny. Its back legs looked like it was tied together or fused or something.
2: That's weird.
3: That's what it looked like. It looked like the hands.
2: So you've seen something like that?
3: Sort of, yeah. It wasn't as bad with with these people. The baby fawn had its legs were just unusable.
2: Oh, that's so weird. Yeah.
1: As you finish up your conversation, I'm going to need each of you to make a sanity roll, please. Because you did just see something very creepy. And now that you've come down from the adrenaline rush. I needed a 40. I rolled an 80.
3: Ooh, I rolled a 17 under a 75. That is a hard success.
1: Rosa has already encountered this particular phenomenon so it makes sense that she would not be so impacted by it. However, the additional knowledge now that Ben has of the fawn and that this occurrence is not isolated to just these people that maybe you could even wish away as a product of your imagination now that she's corroborated and also that there's additional something going on. You are shaken. So You will take one point of sanity damage. My mind starts to
2: race, and I think of everything that could be affected. Could it be herbs? Could it be my mom? Is it something that the military base is doing? It could be anybody in town could be one of them. I don't think that I could trust anybody. What if it happens to Rosa? Rosa
1: got touched.
3: Touched by an angel.
1: What if she turns into one of those things? Rosa, you see Ben shrink away from you slightly.
3: Maybe you need a rock pump.
1: (laughs) <laughs> and Ben, you are perhaps even unconsciously drawing away from Rosa. Your fears are in overdrive, and you don't want to be infected. Kyle, you are creeping back through the woods.
0: I'm moving at a, a decent clip parallel to the the trail but off a little ways in case those people are now like heading down the trail because that's the direction they saw us run in so I'm just like a little bit off in the distance kind of like weaving my way through the trees trying to keep an eye out or an ear out for for any like approaching people and I have a feeling that Randy probably still wants that money just as much as I do so I'm gonna try and just get there and like pick as many as I can before he gets there so I can get the money and he can't.
1: I think we're going to need a stealth roll from you.
0: Uh, I needed a 40. I rolled a 49. That is a failure.
1: Going off the trail is a daunting prospect because there is so much dry underbrush, which just snaps at every footstep. At first, you think you're being successful, but as your ears become attuned to the unnatural quiet, no birdsong interrupts the afternoon... And you notice very little insect noise, too. And pretty soon, you find yourself close to the hot springs. You can see the clearing just up ahead, about 10 yards through the underbrush. And right now, you don't see any movement or anything. Stop for a
0: second and just kind of swivel my head back and forth. Make sure there's no immediate danger. And then I'm going to swing around to the side of the hot springs where Randy pointed out the mushrooms, and I'm just going to start grabbing as many as I
1: can. So you creep into the clearing where you can clearly see the red tipped mushrooms. You start grabbing them by the handful, and you hear footsteps behind you. Yeah, too slow, Randy. I already got all of them. What are you talking about, stupid? There's a bunch right over here, there's way more. And you turn around and see him pointing deeper into the forest beyond the hot springs. And you see like thousands becoming thicker and thicker as they grow into the deeper underbrush.
0: I totally did not notice those there until now.
1: Oh, come on, man. Here, take the sack. I brought a couple.
0: Good thinking.
1: Hands you a little paper sack.
0: And I dump the ones that I'm holding into it and start heading towards the other ones in the woods and just start filling it up as fast as I can.
1: And uh, the two of you are just filling your bag full of these mushrooms. And after five minutes, you begin to get this sort of itchy sensation in your hand that you've been picking with. And you notice Randy rubbing his palm on his jeans occasionally.
0: Your hand getting itchy too? Or is that like...
1: Oh, yeah, we'll just wash it later. That's fine.
0: Oh, you know, you're right. I have some Neosporin at home. That'll probably do it. My my dad says that, that Neosporin fixes, like, everything.
1: And he doesn't even answer. He just keeps picking furiously, walking deeper into the underbrush. That's when you hear a shuffling sound back in the clearing about 25 yards behind you. And you hear that murmuring sound again.
0: You know what? My mine's just about full. Uh, I'm gonna head out, and uh, I, I think I have some 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 bigger like plastic bags back at my place. Um, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring those back so we can keep going and get even more, you know. And I'm just gonna like start swinging around to try and get out.
1: You begin to back away, looking to the left and right to see if there's a good path around the clearing and away from the murmuring sound. And that's when Randy says. Dude, you gotta see this. Holy shit. Ben and Rosa bike up to Rosa's farm. You can immediately see Rosa. The truck is missing.
3: Ben, we shouldn't tell my mom any of what we saw because it sounds crazy.
1: I think we should
2: just let the ranger know and let him handle it. Yeah,
3: we should let the ranger know that those mushrooms are there and that we might have found the missing students.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Can I use the bathroom real quick? Is that okay? Will your mom let me use your bathroom? Just don't miss. No, I just want to wash my
1: hands real good. Uh, Why don't you two give me a spot hidden, please?
2: (laughs) I needed a 45. I rolled a
3: 68. So 43 over 25.
1: Both of you go inside and Ben heads directly to the bathroom to wash his hands. Rosa, you can hear the... house being very quiet uh you don't hear any sounds of activity uh your mom and dad are not home uh you do find a little note on the kitchen table that says back by dinner
3: oh ben it looks like my mom and dad must have gone somewhere i'm gonna go up to the kitchen sink and take a hand towel or a washcloth or something and like try to wipe off my neck
1: So you you grab a kitchen towel and wet it a little bit and then rub it. It feels so good. The coolness on the back of your neck feels so much better. And you can just feel like the grit and everything sliding off. It just feels so much better. And you keep rubbing the towel on the back of your neck because that scratch just feels so good. It's kind of itchy and maybe a little hot now too. Slightly raised.
3: Ben, are you decent... Can I come in and look at this thing in the mirror?
2: Just washing my hands. I I, uh, am constantly washing my hands the whole time I was washing them. Like, got more soap washed and rinsed. Got more soap washed and rinsed. I love lava soap. It's so good. Happy birthday
1: to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday.
3: Mr. President.
2: Rinse my hands and I dry one hand while keeping the other under the water. And I reach over and open the door up and then go back to washing my hands.
3: I'm going to go over to the mirror and see if I can turn my neck to see it.
1: And you see a red splotchy raised area on the back of your neck, and it almost looks like fingers, as if someone had touched you with hot fingers.
0: Oh, fingers are growing out of the back of your neck.
3: No, it's a dermoid cyst. There's teeth and eyes and...
1: It's my twin. Yum. And you hear out in the yard... <coughs> Look out the window,
2: lean over and look at Rosa's neck.
1: And you can see quite clearly there is a welt on the back of her neck. Looks hot and angry.
2: I am going to use my experience in natural world to see if that's a a reaction to any types of plants or anything that I've come into contact with. And maybe that would explain why it's so irritated. Absolutely. I
1: needed a 40. I rolled a 21 for natural world. Cool. We'll get back to your result here in just a minute. Rosa looks out the window To see the baby goat all by itself in the enclosure. No sign of Jesse or the other kids.
3: Ben, look at this. You know that baby goat? Um, it's all alone. I don't know where the other goats went.
2: Oh no, did they get out? I don't know. We should go check the fence. Yeah,
3: let's go check that place where my dad said it wasn't broken, but it was. It totally was.
2: Well, let's go look and make sure, okay?
3: I'm going to run outside.
1: I'll follow. So the two of you enter the enclosure. You can see, Rosa, right off the bat, that the fence looks intact. You can immediately spot the place where you saw that it had fallen previously. There is a pen where they would sleep uh, next to the barn. It's just a little, like, lean-to that has hay and uh, some water troughs and that sort of thing. It's kind of where they would go to bed down.
3: Yeah, I want to take a look at the baby.
1: It's just watching you intently. Unblinking.
3: It's so creepy.
1: Where did the other ones go? They've
2: they've got to be here somewhere.
3: Maybe let's go look in the barn.
2: Yeah, maybe your dad put them in there before he left or something.
3: I don't know why he would have put all of them except the. I don't know. Let's go look.
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's really weird. You're weird, goat.
3: <laughs>
2: goat. Where are all the other goats?
3: <laughs>
2: I think it answered me, Rosa. You try it,
3: goat. Where did they go?
2: And it uh, wanders over to the
1: pen next to the barn.
2: I'm going to go look. You never know.
1: Maybe that's the smartest one of every goat ever goat. So the two of you walk over to the pen, and you see Jezzy and the other three goats nestled in the hay, sleeping. Oh. Lazy.
3: Huh. They're fine.
1: Wait, isn't the other goat sleeping, though?
3: I'm going to go to Jezzy. I know it's not, I know not to stand too close, but I'm going to like, Reach out and gently touch her shoulder.
1: You reach out, feel that familiar fur. It feels so nice and smooth and healthy. A clump of it comes off in your hand.
3: Oh, no. Jesse.
1: That's when you notice four strange, misshapen organisms. Lumps of flesh and tissue beneath the hay next to each of the goats.
3: Oh no, Ben, what are those?
1: I don't want to be here.
3: I don't want to touch them. Let's, but I gotta, I'm gonna grab a stick off the ground and I'm gonna like reach out and poke the nearest thing.
0: I poke, I poke that lump.
1: Ben, you watch as Rosa picks up a
2: stick. I'm gonna reach into my pocket and I'm gonna pull out my Swiss Army knife and I'm gonna open the knife slowly and just keep it in my right hand.
1: As Rosa points the stick at the lump next to Jezzy touches it, and from within the misshapen lump underneath the hay, you hear, Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft Tapes. You guys,
3: I survived my football.
1: Mm, He can use it at any time.
3: (laughs) I 100% thought that that baby goat eat them all. Invasion of the body snatching. Goats. That's what I'm getting
2: that vibe too. Like they're replacing stuff. I think there's something in the water. All
1: right, guys. Well, now it's time for some hashtag recommendos where we share some of our geeky obsessions. Brian, start us off, please. Um, I'm going to
2: recommend Beaniac It's a all organic natural coffee. I have a pod machine that I use. And the thing I hate most about using that is the amount of plastic That's used in every single cup of freaking coffee that you want to drink. And I found these on Amazon. I'm sure there are other places, but they use all biodegradable materials, plant-based, There's absolutely no plastic in them. And the coffee actually tastes better because you don't get that stupid burnt plastic taste. And that's in all the pods. And they're actually less expensive than any other brand, which I don't understand how they can do that, but probably recycling and plants are cheaper than plastic. But I think it's like 10 or 12 bucks for 30 capsules. And they have four to five different flavors. And they just came out and just launched a new set for the uh, Nespresso machines, which mine does both. So now I don't even have to use those little plastic things anymore i can get rid of those and i can actually compost so check them out they're called Beaniac. really good price very
1: good coffee thank you bry uh matt you're up next
0: so we're gonna finally cap off this long-running trilogy of game recommendos, and today I'm going to point you towards an early access title called Bone Razor Minions, uh, in the same gameplay family as both Vampire Survivors and Soulstone Survivors. But in this one, instead of being the good guy fighting off the evil creatures and vampires or these demons invading the world, you're the bad guy. Uh, You play a recently resurrected necromancer who has uh, unfortunately been discovered by the local populace, and as such, they are coming to kill you. However, being a necromancer, you can make your own friends who are there to help and defend you. You then use said friends to kill the incoming villagers, to collect their bones, to make more friends, to kill more villagers, to collect more bones, until you are overrun by all sorts of fun creatures, not just villagers, but eventually, you know, knights from the local castle, and then the king himself. uh, You might see werewolves, you might see zombies, you might see a vampire or two. Uh, You might get swarmed by a bunch of rats. It's a wide open field. It's a lot of fun. Uh, There are different minions that you can raise that all have different abilities. And once you get far enough into the game, you can start then melding those minions together to make larger minions that have their own special abilities. For being an, an early access title, it is surprisingly fleshed out. Unintended. When it comes to unit selection, when it comes to strategy of building your army, uh, when it comes to the variety of enemies you're going to be playing against, and it's just really cool to see something that is in the same genre take such a different route to achieve the, the same general goal. And it's, it's a really good time. Um, the developer, it's developed by a single guy, which I always give mad props to anybody who can single-handedly develop any kind of game. It's always impressive. But it's a good game. I have a, a lot of fun with it. Uh, and it is only five bucks right now. And, you know, it's, it's definitely, definitely worth more than five bucks.
1: Thank you, Matt. We'll check that out. I'm going up next. So you guys probably already know this about me, but I like beer. Not just any beer, though. It's got to be brewed with mind-blowing ingredients using state-of-the-art techniques and cutting-edge recipes. However, all that good beer does tend to add up. So, at the beginning of the year, I decided to give my liver a break for 31 days in Drywary. I've done stints like this in the past, and the only issue I have is getting bored with drinking water, or tea, or water, or milk, or water, or juice, or... Well, you get the picture. Plus, I love pairing beer and wine with food. So what do you do when you can't drink alcohol? Well, the usual non-alcoholic route actually seems like a valid choice now. In the past, non-alcoholic wine tasted like apple juice and non-alcoholic beer tasted like skunk water. But technology has come a long way, baby. Last month, I got to try all the newest products on the market to see how far non-alcoholic beverages have it evolved, and I'm happy to say I discovered one brewery whose products very nearly could have been mistaken for the real thing, Ration Ale Brewing. Through sheer wizardry and a crazy amount of quality hops, their West Coast IPA and Citrus Hazy IPA left me feeling as though I weren't going without beer at all. Their Mexican lager is fantastic with tacos too, so my wife was happy to have a few cans in the fridge. And although dryuary has come to an end, I keep some ration ale around for those times when I'd rather keep my wits about me, but still enjoy those juicy hops. So if you're a beer lover like me, check them out the next time you feel like showing your liver some extra kindness. (laughs) So check that out. Ration ale brewing. Pretty good stuff. And uh, Lupine, you are last, but not least.
3: I would like to recommend... Uh, one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, full disclosure, I am a patron. It's Ain't Slade Nobody. If you like Cthulhu shenanigans, you'll like Ain't Slade. They play Call of Cthulhu. Their first season was a, they were playing Down Darker Trails. So that was really cool. And then their second season has turned out to be even more fun. I've really been enjoying their Meat Trade series, which is uh, World War Cthulhu with Scott Doorward, I'm sure. Lots of people here know who he is. I just really enjoy their stuff. Uh, they have a new all improv section or every once in a while, they they put out shows of all improv for patrons. I just love the crazy off the wall stuff that happens. And as you might have noticed, I love some chaos. I listen to it pretty much on repeat. Ain't slayed nobody. And they've got a cute little Cthulhu with a cowboy hat as the logo.
0: Do they have any ass slapping?
3: Actually, yes. There's quite a bit of ass slapping.
1: Birds of a feather. Slap asses together. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Lupine. Uh, We will check that out. That's going to be it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, visit LovecraftTapes.com for links to our recommendos, past episodes, and whatever social media accounts we're on that still happen to be viable in this ever-changing world, watch us live stream at twitch.tv lovecrafttapes and youtube.com lovecrafttapes. You can chat with me in real time at discord.lovecrafttapes.com.
0: And if any master mycologists want to reach out and let me know what I've been touching, you can hit me up on Mastodon at the Real Weird Kid.
2: Anybody can talk to me, and I will probably like or poke or whatever you can do on Discord. Uh, Discord's the best way to reach me for sure.
3: I am also on the Lovecraft Discord and many other Discords. You can also find a bunch of the um, the stuff, the various shows that I'm in at my Linktree, which is Linktree. Uh, slash lupine.net, all one word. Ask me about why not to rub your butt on a goat.
1: Until next time, roll four.
3: Uh, Everybody get out of the shooting. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2023. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com lovecrafttapes.